Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. I hope you guys had an amazing new year, and we are back with our interviews. I want to remind you of last week's episode, where we announced Starting Small Summit. We're hosting our first live in-person summit in Mishawaka, Indiana. We have an amazing guest speaker panel of the founders of Reebok, Stacey's Pita Chips, B-Bold Bars, JBL New York City, and Glow Science. It's going to be moderated by myself, and to conclude the conference, you guys will be able to ask your own questions to the entire panel. I hope to see you guys there. Make sure to check the description to purchase tickets, invite your family, friends, and your coworkers. It's going to be an amazing event, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Janelle Liu, founder of Lumiere, state-of-the-art formulated products preserving youthfulness. What can be seen as an industry full of marketing schemes, Janelle focuses on the science in every formulation, understanding the skin types, active ingredients, and the reactions when applied. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Janelle Liu of Lemu. Janelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Cameron, for this opportunity to meet you and your people. Of course. So I'd like to start out with your upbringing. So where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Mm. I was born in Seoul, Korea, and the capital of beauty now. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We immigrated into the United States, into New Jersey first, and then moved over to Monterey, California, where I was mostly raised. And... um, been quite an interesting experience uh, bridging the two cultures. Definitely. So uh, what age did you move to the States then? Uh, I was nine years old. Okay. Uh, Did you have an entrepreneurial mindset, uh, say, sell any products or lemonade stands at a young age? Probably. I was inspired around when I was, I would say, beginning of high school. Maybe high school. I always loved... Uh, my father had worked with conglomerates in Korea, so I was always kind of hanging out with the tycoons and their families and <laughs> know any better at that early age. But yeah. I think it kind of subliminally uh, influences you one way or another. Definitely. Um, yeah, so if you can explain some of those experiences, uh, maybe as a young child, maybe helping your father out or different entrepreneurial experiences. Yeah, I mean, when I was a very young child, it was just more of a, um, you know, observation and to see and like, wow, just these people are really big people, you know, but as I started growing, uh, I always loved, I really loved controlling my life, I think, even as a young child. So um, I, the very first time I had a lot of passion for beauty because uh, my mother, I mean, Korean culture for women to have great skin is probably on top of their list yeah. of um, a priority. So I was always taught that women need to have, you know, females or uh, mostly females mm-hmm. need to have this gorgeous porcelain-like skin. And of course, I was born with not the best skin. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is like the uh, porcelain skin goddess, uh, <laughs> probably the prime model for uh, Korean beauty. And so I, my very first business opportunity was I uh, met this woman bought some skincare and had a like a skincare demonstration with my mother's friends and probably they were thinking okay she's so cute we need to buy something so that's how my very first uh, encounter with skincare sales I guess yeah yeah 
Amazing. So what was schooling like for you growing up? Uh, did you study in California as well? I did, but it was more the traditional Asian pathway, you know, that you have to either, you know, I'm almost 62 in about a month or so. Mm -hmm. So um, in my generation, you only had few options being uh, Asian, right, or Korean. Yeah. Either you become a teacher, you become a doctor, a lawyer, you know, engineer, yeah. Yeah. Not, not much engineering back then. But so I studied um, a business and I always had a lot of passion on product development. Mm. So even at that, I think I was about 13 years old, maybe when I first sold my skincare um, product and it was a natural, I, I wanted a natural skincare. Yeah. So yeah. don't ask me how I came up with that idea. So I was very <laughs> concerned with, you know, and probably it's a lot of brainwashing from my mother. Um, mm. She fly from Seoul, Korea to Japan to, you know, buy skincare sometimes. And I thought all mothers did that. Yeah. And I found out when I grew up, no, not too many mothers do that. So <laughs> uh, a very, I was raised with a very uh, skin-obsessed mentor. Yeah. Um, she still is. She's 89 years old right now. And she calls me all the time, like, you know, so re <laughs> restock what I have. And Definitely. So, Definitely. yeah. So was this your, or were these your first days of learning about formulation? And mm -hmm. what was that experience like, learning about formulating products and product development? Sure. Um, I mean, you know, I think skincare formulation can be perceived almost like being a chef. Mm -hmm. So you can bring multiple different type of ingredients and then you mix it. But then as you start progressing, you learn more about mm, delivery vehicle. You know, how do you take these molecules and allow it to absorb into the skin? Yeah. And I, I think when I started this journey, um, I have few philosophies among many of how I look at this um, product. Number one is I always think every consumer needs to rethink. Um, don't get swayed, persuaded, led by messages. Mm. And you need to really um, take a look at how this, I call it the molecule journey, you know, because we, we curate different types of ingredients and blends it, you know, to skincare is not that complicated just like you can make fried eggs right it's not yeah. that complicated now when you're making egg souffle it becomes a little more complicated so as the molecule needs to be more transformed and different experience uh, i'm a big foodie so you know how certain food um even though the ingredient exactly the same mm -hmm. it reacts very differently in your mouth yeah so that's how i um, have started my journey. So I, I'm a really big disruptor. I know this, this word has become big now, but Definitely. I used to say that when I was in my twenties, you know, 40 <laughs> years ago, you need to disrupt, um, and not follow the status quo. And skincare right now as an industry, I think it's time for us to upgrade a lot more than just the marketing messages, even though it's, you know, it's it just it's very confusing for sure. Um, currently, exactly. So, following school and uh, prior to Lemu, then were you working any jobs, and what did those jobs look like? Mm. So I um, was high. Obviously, I was always chasing after um, beauty field. Definitely and I worked 
um, you know, in the beginning, I, I was so persistent, you know, companies would reject me and I would just call, call, call until they took me in. Yeah. So uh, from an entry level, uh, working in the lab, and I, I really am inspired by product development. Mm-hmm. So I led groups of chemists and I would read the trend or set the trend. And, you know, I was one of the first who started custom blending uh, for consumers way too early for the market. What I realized about business, um, which I'm not, um, you know, my passion really is not just profit-centered business, growth, startup, you know, all of that. Uh, these are all new things uh, yeah. that's coming up. I'm more passionate about really changing one per skin, one person's skin, one at a time, one bottle at a time. And it sounds so um, cliche or, um, you know, it's not a marketing message. This is really my passion. So, um, you know, primarily when I started my company or my business uh, model, I wrote formulas and I sold my formulas to contract manufacturers or different uh, company, brand companies or ideas. And then I realized I, I was not, as pleased with some of their goals because it is very centered around profit mm. right yeah. um you know yeah. they needed to make the profit marketing is a huge cost some of the major companies will spend anywhere between 50 to 60 70 percent of marketing fee yeah so yeah. i just thought what if i create a product um that's how this uh, all this journey started um and i'm still on the same track what if i can make I know this sounds a little bit um, arrogant, the best product. Yeah. And so that's why I named my company Lemia. Um, it's French for the best. Um, Amazing. Not, yeah. And I said, what if I can continually uh, reformulate and don't get stuck with status quo? Because most cosmetic companies, skincare company, you have one formula and you, you live and die with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> times definitely so whereas our i have like cult followers celebrities um just average person who wants to have you know who wants to delay aging i'm you know i i notice um my best friend will tell me like it's not fair you have less wrinkles around your eyes now at 62 um, (laughs) than when you're in my in my 30s so we can at this point delay um aging skin it's really phenomenal without causing a lot of irritation yeah there's so many things i I know you're not you're like okay talk to me about business no (laughs) no that's super fascinating i'm really curious with uh your early days and your first product developments um so what does the prototyping process look like in the r d standpoint on making an Mm. effective product for that specific need sure so the very first thing you would do is um, obviously, you have to ask, like, what is this product supposed to perform um, for this? How is this going to perform for the customers or clients? Yeah. And um, I have found in the beauty field, it's very simple. The categories are quite simple. So you have the cleansing part, the toner part, you know, the, the water. Um, then you have the serums, the creams, the exfoliants, you know, all of these are categories that you would fulfill. Mm-hmm. Um more than the bigger category itself, you want to, the way I took a look at the formulation is I broke down what is the skin, you know, uh, it's not just a sheet of skin. So I looked at individual cells and what does that contain? 
There are 19,500,000 skin cells in one square inch of your skin. So if I could draw a square inch square part on your face, you know, there are 19,500,000. So how am I going to deliver the ingredients into your skin? So you're going to choose, um, I mean, obviously, when I started, we didn't have all the technology of delivery vehicles. Because of the drug delivery research that has been done, we have huge, um, um, really, the enhancement on how do we use the product on topical skin. So, yeah. Um, so you choose, obviously, the ingredients, right? Like what... What are the main ingredients that needs to make the cream, for example? So cream is a combination of uh, oils and waxes, mm -hmm. or it can be butters. Boil it up at certain temperature, but you can put a lot of extracts, like you know, different kind of botanical extracts. Yeah. Of proteins, um, you know, like peptides. Uh, these are maybe kind of boring for your audience, but there's just a lot of different ingredients to make that perfect uh, combination that works really well. Again, um, it, I think the, the general public I have found are so influenced by the marketing messages. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and I'm noticing more as I, I'm, in the beginning, I created this brand just for uh, professional, uh, you know, in the aesthetic field, estheticians, medical spas, because they're in direct contact with people that has a lot of problems they want to resolve. Mm. You know, that's trend um they're like i need to look younger i need my inflammation to be calmed down yeah so it was a really great research place so we were the very first company to launch um like growth factors mm. and it's a delivery ingredient um you know t telling it, it's if you look at the skin itself um if you can kind of it's like do you remember when we had like fasting for dieting? People were starving, yeah. 500 calorie diets. And then we found out, oh my God, your body metabolism slows down. So now yeah. when you stop and you eat 2,000 calories or whatever, and then you all of a sudden gain all this weight, right? Yeah. Your body thinks it's starving. So we realized in the diet market or, you know, uh, healthy nutrition market, we realized that, hey, starvation doesn't really work. So just like skincare. Um, you know, just using oils is not going to help you with dry skin. Mm. So I started researching a lot with hyaluronic acid. So we're one of the first leaders, I would think, that experiments a lot with hyaluronic acid. We, they call me the hyaluronic acid queen <laughs> 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 because I, I'm so in love with it. There's a lot of um, misunderstanding about that molecule. Yeah. When you ask, like, how do you build a product, number one, like I said, um, first, what is the target? You know, is it aging? Um, yep. what, what are you trying to accomplish as an end goal? And then you have this whole variety of ingredients. So uh, uh, I, I don't like to beat the product when I'm making it. So process is very important. Definitely. You know, how you mix in the speed of mixers or type of mixers. Yeah. Um, I use like sonic vibration to mix ingredients. Those little little uh, things makes a big difference as an outcome. Wow. So, so did that help your answer? Uh, did, definitely. Did answer you? Definitely. Okay. Once a product is finished or in the process of being formulated, what does the mm -hmm. testing look like? How, how do you test a product to make sure it's effective then? 
Sure. So we go through a RIPT testing. Um, that's for to see the irritation that can cause for um, client skin. Yeah. In an independent um, laboratory, and um, then we go through a PT testing to make sure. Uh, the preservative system is strong enough that if any bacteria does enter into the product, that it's resistant and can fight it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it's almost like the vaccine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not literally, but, you know, it really <laughs> helps for the product preservation is important. And then we go through a clinical testing where people will actually use the product. We use um, different clinical protocols, testing protocols, to make sure that we're not just, you know, hyping the products. And, but at the end of the day, it's the consumers yeah. that are um, not just flabbergasted by the brand name, but Definitely. how it transforms the skin. That's what gives me this incredible passion I'm so sad that I'm aging so quickly because, you know, no. I, I, just, I, I just feel like, oh, there's so much more opportunity because as the drug um, delivery vehicle, that's really big for us because mm. skin technically is very thin. Yeah. It's, it's waterproof. So nothing, you know, our skin is made so nothing can penetrate. Mm. So mm. then what, right? Yeah. So um, it's, it's understanding and then finding vehicles that's going to go through it. Even though you see a lot of brands saying, oh, we have this liposome, we have this, you know, yeah. so micellar, you know, so I think that that's something that's very inspirational for me. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far around Chanel's entrepreneurial journey. I'd like to pause and say thank you to this episode's mid-break sponsor, Tie Bar. I promise you, if you check out the Tie Bar site and the description of this podcast, you will find high quality clothing at the most affordable cost on the market. You can find everything from shirts, neckties, pants, etc., for your occasion on a business meeting, traveling, a special occasion, anything. I highly recommend Tie Bar and make sure to check them out at thetiebar.com. That's thetiebar.com and enjoy the rest of the episode. I'm really intrigued with your passion and the transparency behind the products. What is your marketing strategy in contrast to maybe competitors who uh, their clients maybe be uh, m- manipulative or it's false yeah. marketing. So how does that kind of look like for uh, your brand? Well, you know, I'm, I am a disruptor, but I have to be cautious because you're dealing with the big green giants, right? That yeah. you don't want to, and I don't believe anything is bad for you necessarily. I know we tend to swing like, oh, all clean products are best. Yeah. You know, or all of a sudden, or, oh, you know, but then we need some chemicals. So there are a lot of uh, behind the scene things that consumers have no idea about. Mm. Like looking at um, ingredients in the back of the box. And you'll say what we call inky, which is a name of that technically that ingredient. So it could be maybe ceramide. But ceramide is not like every ceramide. There's some ceramides that's, literally identical to human sebum Mm. and that are not like that so how do you as a consumer know which is better it's it's really a dark hole yeah so for me um i always like people to do blind tests so if you have a brand that you love and you pick up lamia 
Um, it's, it's really a clinical test, literally on their face. So I'll tell them, and I have, you know, consumers that are SK2 lovers, um, La Mer, uh, you know, large branded uh, products, and they're all fantastic. But then I tell them, put half of that product and then put ours on half, on half of your face and then use it for 30 days and you pick. It's like dating a guy. You know, you have two yeah. guys. Which one is better? You got to date them, right? Definitely. <laughs> your skin will respond best to the molecules that works best for you. So mm. I believe, you know, I, I try to convince consumers. Um, we, we just, I'm so um, traditional that I thought, okay, I just want to have these products used by professionals because yeah. they be the ones that are actually tested. They get paid, you know, doing facials, right? Yeah. So if yeah. people are being, uh, they're paying to get products applied on their face and use machines and other um, mode of, uh, you know, things too. So I thought they would be able to tell me. And we started developing really like a cult followers. I mean, you have to listen to some of my people. Yeah. And are we a good marketer? Um, traditionally, no, because I'm just someone who has a huge heart and feels that if you really want transformation of your skin, then take it seriously. Because I, the reason I make this product as good as it is, number one is I'm horrified with injections, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just, when I see needles, I almost want, want to faint. So <laughs> I wanted a product that can deliver from external application that can really delay aging. And is that possible? That was my uh, experiment. You know, that was my um, really like, is that possible? Yeah. So I created what I thought could be the best and voila. Um, consumers and professionals are saying it's changing my skin mm. and that's so rewarding that's so amazing. you know yes i'm learning a lot we just went online you know i resisted i said i don't want to go online you know i'm probably the last one on the bus for a beauty <laughs> brand because <laughs> i said you know because i don't get to see my people you know i don't get to see and get their feedback yeah and it's all based of you know oh my goodness all the you have, you know, click through rate, CTR, you know, all these. Uh, so I, I really, um, I'm very organically um, uh, positioned, mm -hmm. meaning I literally jump up and down when I can fix people's skin. I, I do. Wow. And uh, if I can do this before I exit out of this world, hey, I've done my job. Definitely. And the reward is, yes, the company is growing. And I'm learning, I, you know, a lot of people come to me, they go, oh, my God, you have so much potential, you need better marketing. I said, I agree. Mm -hmm. So now I'm learning to, um, I, I don't agree with it all the time, because there is a lot of filters, or there are a lot of, um, you know, people that have never even used our product might say, oh, my God, I love this, you know. Yeah. So I'm very authentic. I, I think um, as people experience Lemieux, it means in from Janelle's lab, it's the best. It's the best I can produce. So it might be worth if one person dedicated her entire life <laughs> yeah. of doing this for your skin, try it half with whatever you're loving, and then you tell me. And that's kind of how it organically played out. And now yeah. we have like 
a lot of celebrities like RuPaul. Thank God for him. He loves <laughs> serum. So he, uh, when Nordstrom uh, flagship shop opened and they did a uh, kind of a celebration where all the celebrities picked their favorite, he poked, you know, he chose our hyaluronic serum, which was so rewarding. It's awesome. Uh, Paris Hilton, you know, she put on her Instagram. This is all organic. It's amazing. And she goes and gets a facial with our product and she loves it. So, you know, I don't like name dropping because I feel it's more important that every person with a skin can see the response. Yeah. Does that sound kind of corny to you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to bounce directly from that with uh what would you say is the main demographic for your skincare then being you just jumped online so you have a, a well grasp of who your demographic is i presume yes definitely um late 20s um bulk of our clients are 30s i think they're just entering into oh my god i've got crow's feet i'm showing a little aging sign we're very um strong on anti-aging yeah and all the way up to uh, 80s although they don't purchase online yeah. Um, our strongest demographics are late 20s to about 50s. Okay. So that's what we're seeing. Our reorder rate runs anywhere between 50 to 60%. That means when someone tries our product once, mm -hmm. uh, half of, half, if not more, are repurchasing, which is, I heard by industry standard, it's out of control. I mean, mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So mm -hmm. looking at Lemu today, uh, what would you mm -hmm. say is the main separation between uh, your brand and competitors then? Mm. Um, gosh, there's so many areas. I think number one is I try to duplicate what's happening within your skin mm. with the, as best as I can. Yeah. I use extremely amount, uh, a very high level of active ingredients because a lot of the raw materials we buy comes already diluted. You know, it's in maybe water solution, you know, unless it's powder form. Mm. So I do make a lot of our um, ingredients, for example, if I can. We have some proprietary ingredients that no other company has. Um, I work with scientists. My husband's a physician. He was a scientist before he became a doctor. So I have access to brilliant scientists who um, have dedicated their lives like in drug delivery vehicle. Mm. I have to convince them about, you know, come on, get, let's use it for uh, skincare. They kind of, you know, it, it's, it's that kind of little differences mm. to accomplish real transformation in the skin. Traditionally, you know, a lot of products out there causes inflammation because we, we look at our face like two feet away in our bathroom mirror. Yeah. So if I can have a little bit of um, kind of swelling of the cells per se, mm -hmm. um, you know, using ingredients that inflames that area a little bit, mm. they're touted by, you know, physicians or people of authority saying this ingredient will make transformation in your skin. Correct. But there are other ways you can do it without causing inflammation. So um, I don't like, you know, you could do microinflammation, but not continually. So yeah. in essence, um, you, how are we different? It's how I look at the skin. Probably, mm. How do I uh, target that 
Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So I think that's the key in a great formula. Um, mm. I respect, I'm a big foodie, so I respect like top sushi chefs because for them, rice is not rice. Your hand has to have a certain temperature to make that sushi rice. Does that make, you know? Yeah. It's not like they take, um, you know, any temperature rice and put a piece of raw fish. Yeah. They have a certain part of the fish. I mean, it's very, very, it's, it's very curated. Yeah. So I look at skincare formulation just like that. I don't just pick any minimal ingredients and then just whip it up and here we go, you know? Yeah. So I think that, not that, I'm not saying all products are like that. I'm just saying, um, you know, I think we as an industry continue to step up more, expect more. Mm. Um, we use more uh, active water. You know, a lot of skincare just uses plain water, right? Purify mm. water, deionized water. Yeah. And yeah. I started extracting more water with activity like fruits, um, you know, rice bran water, for example. We, we make our own and I use that as a base. I'll use hyaluronic acid infused with these water. So it's a lot more richer. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more nutrient. And I, I always wonder, I scratch my head and say, why, why when we are already buying ingredients, um, like example, a peptide will have over 99 sometimes percent of water and yeah. then a little peptide. And that's like the last very big buzzing ingredient per se. And then we take that and then dilute it even more. So how effective could it be, for example? So you got to really focus on how much of that ingredient are you putting in mm. on activity? Definitely. You know, like imagine drinking coffee with one granule of caffeine, you know, caffeine, <laughs> coffee or one bean, right? Yeah. And then um, making coffee. So <laughs> um, it's very important I don't know if you're a foodie, but it's very important. Skincare resembles food for me. Yeah. Because, um, for me, every bite I take has to be very good quality, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, that's that's really my drive, and that's what differentiates us. Mm. I'm always amazed, like, how do you guys grow, man? You don't have a lot of salespeople. You don't have a big marketing team. What, where, how does this company grow? And we double digit even during COVID, we grew. it's amazing and how does this happen and we and i do believe that people can tell a difference um to we tell to, i i have to tell you this really great inspirational story of course i met this gentleman in the beginning of my career right and this very 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 well-known successful gentleman and he came to me and he said <clears throat> you know oh janelle you know you're, you're just going on and on about the product he says i am the king of marketing you know, I have a distribution across United States, overseas. And he said, you know, I could technically make five creams with the same formulas and then put different labels on it and I can sell through. And he said, what you're telling me is, yeah, yeah, but women really don't care. And he was probably the key to my success because I thrive on insults. Oh, yes, definitely. I said, really? I don't think women are that... You know, I, I don't believe that. Yeah. So that's when I decided that's where the best came in. I'm going to show him. I hope he's listening. I hope so. <laughs> he inspired me to grow because I said, I'm going to prove you wrong. That's awesome. Women can tell a difference. A blind test, they can tell. 
without any marketing story. Yeah. So for me, try the product first and then listen to our marketing. But it doesn't work online. You know, it all, it's all about marketing, right? But, yeah, so 100%. Yeah, so I appreciate like opportunity to talk to you because this is like my very first. Um, I, I'm not out there in the world. Yeah. Um, well, I'm honored. Well, I, I mean, really, I really appreciate um, you asking, being yeah. uh, embracing of is there an alternative way for because beauty field is all marketing. You know that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so could a brand survive and grow? by people responding to the product. It's mm. a cult following. 100%. And that's what's happening to us. It's, you'd be amazed. Um, the, the, literally the top influencer in the world loves our product. That's awesome. He gets free products every day. <laughs> <laughs> so why is that? And because they can tell the difference. Let your skin talk to you. That's my motto. Yep. So listen to companies, listen to what the molecule is talking to you about, but it takes 30, 60, 90 days though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with your, uh, with your success past, uh, within the past years, what would you say is the top selling product then, uh, with your, your line? Well, we are the serum authority. Forgive me for being so arrogant. <laughs> serum is, okay. um, one product that I don't have to heat up so hot, you know, in the temperature. Yeah. So just like food, when you boil things too much, um, some of the active ingredients um, won't work as well. It will, it, it will not have the efficacy. Mm. So uh, America, when I started this journey, was all about cleansing, moisturizing. But serum is one product that every single human being needs to use, including the men. Mm. Because it is one delivery vehicle that doesn't have to form this like a cream um, yeah. So uh, our top selling products are serums. And you can see when you look at our um, assembly of products, we're very heavy on serums. Hmm. And people need to know you don't have to go and buy different products all the time. You have to learn to customize and blend based on four seasons and the environment as you change through this period. Um, I'm, I'm really teaching a lot of people. I'm starting, actually, I'm starting a boot camp. Um, it's pushing yourself. Uh, I'm going to be like the Peloton, you know, <laughs> yeah. for people yeah. to say, um, you don't have to keep looking. You just, you have it already. Mm. You just have to know how to incorporate blend and understand it more. And in three weeks, we're going to start this three-week program. And if I can't transform your skin, I, I don't know, come and talk to me. And awesome. It's really, um, you know, fitness. This is not a hypey thing, but if we can go beyond, and I'm not talking about using 10, 12 products, like the Korean beauty when it first entered into U.S. Yeah. It's understanding how, what is my skin? How is it performing? Most women have never questioned what is my skin all about? Other than the category is normal, dry, and oily skin combination, acne skin sensitive, you know. Mm -hmm. And idea was developed over 100 years ago. My God, we're sending men up in, you know, not on planes. I mean, you know, people are going up, up in the shuttle. Just That's crazy. To, 
global, you know, what it looks like, right? Yeah. So why are we stuck in 100-year-old technology sometimes? <laughs> so I do believe, let's push, let's demand more, you know. Mm. I think consumers need to ask, like, okay, you're telling me this. Um, so without the inflammation, how can you change my skin? Yeah, definitely. So you know. I like to conclude each episode with this. If you could share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, uh, maybe something mm. you've learned or regret, what would that be? Don't chase after money. Yeah, I like that. I think if you chase after uh, what you're called to do, and you'll know that because you'll wake up in the morning being excited and you'll go to bed thinking about it. Mm. So, and I don't want, and never think there's a failure or success. It's an experiment. You have to pivot. You have to rethink, uh, restructure, you know, break down the status quo. And it's hard because it's almost like you come up with an idea. Oh, everybody else had the idea too. But do you feel that everyone is as passionate as you are in changing? And I know this is so idealistic, but looking back, I never thought, you know, I'm going to, you know, build a bigger house <laughs> or fly in a private jet, you know. Yeah. It's really a matter of can I make a difference in an industry mm. that, you know, what are the problems that consumers are having? So I'm launching a men's line called Kizo Lab because, guys, watch out because we're going to start early. Amazing. And, you know, I think that um, people deserve more, which means when you start a business as an entrepreneur, I don't care if it's, you know, chips or jerky or, you know, whatever, um, uh, app, mm -hmm. how to, you know, instead of thinking, and most of the entrepreneurs will say, you know, what's your goal? What's your target? You know, and I'm telling them, it's really, I have to first examine what's my passion. Definitely. Right. So how do you disrupt this industry is you make it better. Be Lemire, be the best. Mm. I like not that. just, you know, don't just be pitching the best, but be the best. So what is that going to take? So if you're going to open a little sushi bar, learn everything about it. <laughs> mm. Definitely. Well, sense? Uh, yeah, Janelle, I, I really am thankful for your patience. No, talking about this. It's such an amazing story. And I really enjoyed diving deep into uh, some of the, the insights of the beauty industry. Uh, our audience is going to enjoy this episode. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out Lemoy at lemoyskincare.com. And Chanel, th again, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.